What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and I am back with another betting show as the PFL 2023 championship season goes down this Friday night. And you know what? It's a really, really, really good card. I've covered a lot of the uh, the chasing pack, as we call it, um, this year and last year as well. And this is up there as one of the best cards that uh, anyone has put on. There's been some very good Bellator cards this year, some one championship cards, some Cage Warriors, KSW, Octagon, uh, and all of that. But this is right up there with the very, very top. In fact, PFL have another good card coming up in a couple of weeks' time, which I will be in uh, attendance at in Dublin. And uh, the level of talent on that as well is really, really good. So fair play to PFL. They've put on some great stuff. Uh, this year and obviously the future is looking very very bright since uh, I recorded my PFL preview please go and check that out which, which I give you an in-depth preview of all the fights uh, on the card obviously this is a betting show so it'll be a little bit different um, but it has been announced that PFL and uh, and Bellator have uh, have merged and uh, I suppose that's something I will talk about maybe in depth maybe on another video here but it's exciting times I think a lot of people probably be tuning in to the PFL this weekend to see what it's about um, you know maybe people who had watched a lot of Bellator and maybe first time PFL fan so if you're one of those people watching this video welcome please check out my full preview as I said uh, earlier on because I have been um, covering the PFL and Bellator now uh, every single card for the last two years uh, for sure dog um, and beyond that as well over in Severe and May so um, I feel like I'm in a pretty good unique position here I've put probably more effort into looking at these fights than uh, than most people in the industry so that's a, that's a good thing and hopefully that will mean we can get a few good bets going as well this weekend so let's get uh, let's get straight into that as uh, an exciting time starts for PFL first things first though we must just uh, look back on last week um, not a bad week at all uh, there was two betting shows last week so I had Eight normal bets, two flyers. The flyers, unfortunately, did not come off. Uh, in the UFC, the flyer was Paul Craig by submission. <laughs> you know, he caught him a couple of times. He caught him a couple of times. He didn't manage to get it. And then I had a treble uh, over at Bellator. And, uh, yeah, that didn't go great. <laughs> two and a three loss. So we'll forget about uh, that. It was Pettis Amosov and Shabli. Shabli did win. But the uh, other two, uh, unfortunately for the bet, did not. But, uh what a what a performance from Patchy Mix and my guy Jason Jackson. What a performance from him! Unbelievable there. Uh, but the other bets, the uh, four from uh, the UFC. First of all, with Michael Morales, who won. Check Jordan Levitt lost. Unfortunately, that was again a very fun fight, an evenly matched fight. And as I said last week, I bet the price, but unfortunately, it wasn't good enough. McParkin won probably a closer fight than I suggested. In that plus three fifty price probably didn't look great coming out of there. But anyway, it's a winner on the on the ledger. And Amanda Hebas as well got the win there. I actually think uh, I gave her two at minus two three five, uh, and I think her price went in after that. And then in Bellator, we had a very good night as well. Unfortunately, the Mike Hamill fight. Uh, he lost that he was up two rounds and uh, I, I actually tuned in as he was up two rounds and then he got finished but uh, what, what a win by Tim Wilde unbelievable and then we had three winners AJ McKee at minus 270 uh, Cody Law at minus 225 and minus 110 and stats as well so all in all uh, a pretty good uh, ledger can't complain at all and uh, we will uh, we will go again this week so the overall uh, betting record for this year and the two betting shows last week they've brought up my percentage there because 6 out of 8 is pretty good so I'm let me just make sure this is right it is um, 82 out of 165 so that's 
That's almost 50%. So I'm very happy with that. That was the, the range I was looking for. I'm almost at 50% there. And I've hit 13 of the Flyers this week. This week. <laughs> we go to find him this week. This year out of uh, out of 41. So I'm pretty happy with uh, I'm pretty happy with that as well, the, the 13 Flyers, because, you know, I'm trying to give genuine Flyers, and I've given a, a big, big, big Flyer. I think this might be my biggest Flyer of all this week, so we'll get to that uh, in a second. And it's... Uh, I'll give a bit of a spoiler. It's a championship accumulator flyer because, you know, with uh, with PFL, and this might be a thing that'll change, obviously, with the, the new world we're in, but the odds come out uh, pretty late, so we don't have prop bets as I speak. I've waited as long as I can, obviously, to record to get this edited and get it out and all, but uh, money line bets here today and a big parlay to come for the flyer of the week. Right, let's get into the bets, so, and the first bet I'm going for here in the PFL is in the championship fight uh, the light heavyweight championship fight and I'm going for Joshua Silvera who is the underdog here at plus 145 now uh, looking at these prices a uh, uh, Big price differential here between some places. On one place, he's 154, and another place, he's plus 130. So I've kind of gone uh, in the middle there and taken the place we usually go so far. So plus 145. As I said, we'll, we'll talk about that again next week, maybe if that jumps around and it changes. Um, look, I have really liked Josh Silvera since I saw him coming on the scene a couple of years ago uh, in the PFL. You know, he came in on, on short notice. He took on... Um, he, was, he was in the Challenger Series first and then he came in short notice and took on uh, Martin Hamlet. And I think before that one, I was obviously previewing the card and I, I, I watched a good few of his fights. He fought in LFA and, you know, obviously the LFA and, and I think Titan as well, he fought him maybe. Uh, they're pretty easy to find. So I watched a good few of those fights and I, I kind of said to myself, this is a guy who will lose to very few guys in the PFL because he is so good. Now, he's one loss to Mario Akhmadov in the in the latter stages last year was I th- I think it was due to you know him being a younger fighter, pretty inexperienced like the biggest fight he's had previous start had been the Martin Hamlet, you know. And he fought some good guys in the LFA and all of that, but still you need, I think, that top-level experience. He's only 30 years of age uh, now as well. Uh, his birthday's on Christmas Day, in fact. I just uh, I just see here on SureDog.com. So uh, his birthday's coming up. Happy birthday to him. And it'd be great if he had a million of our I suppose. But uh, he's gone, look, he's gone on to, to new levels, I think, this year again. Won three fights in a row and comes in here against Impa Kasang and I. Uh, and uh, in fine fettle, let's, uh, let's put it that way. Kasang and I then, you know... <laughs> I suppose we're, I'm going to do at the end of the year like a review of the whole year, but he's one of the stories, I suppose, of the PFL season. You know, there was I saw a lot of negatives at the start of the year with some of the, the favourites losing, some of the, um, um, how, how would you say, it? some of the, the, the top fighters in the PFL failing drug tests and, you know, getting out of the tournaments. And he was one of the guys that came in and he really, really took his opportunity. You know, he had uh, a fight against Corey Hendricks, which he won, he submitted Tim Karn, and in that knockout of Martin Hamlet, you know, which it, it feels like, uh, you know, Martin Hamlet's last two fights now, but he, this guy is, is a hard out. You know, he's, he's a hard guy to beat. And the fact that both of these guys beat him, it, it says a lot about it. But I'll talk more, uh, obviously, if you haven't seen the preview, to, uh, you know, to, to look at that more there to break down the fight even further. But for me, the reason. Reason I'm gone going for Joshua Silvera is it's kind of it's kind of twofold. <coughs> I I've gone full Don Davis. There he goes. I've got two reasons for that. <laughs> Every single time he's talking, and I love it. 
there's three points on that. And then it just gives himself time to think. I love it. But um, no, there is, there is two reasons for this. The first one is, and I've said this multiple times now, and if Kasanga and I goes out and gets the, the knockout again, I look stupid yet, yet again as I did the last time. But his record, you look at his record, right? You think of him, Kasanga and I now, and if I was to tell you he had 17 fights, Right, and don't before looking up, and maybe it's on screen, so don't look at that side of the screen or whatever. How many, how many knockouts do you think he's had in 17 fights? I like, think yourself there, you know, the 17. If I was thinking to myself, you know, I, I would probably think, I don't know, maybe 10. You know, what's your so his record of 14 and 3? Okay, maybe 8 or something like that, right? He only has three, three knockouts, and one of them was his last fight. So, you know, in 16 fights, he had two knockouts. He's not exactly the big knockout artist, maybe, that we we think. Actually, going back and watching some of his fights before the last fight, and this one as well, he's actually a way, a way better grappler, maybe, than remember and all of that, but also a very good offensive grappler. I think the defensive grappling, it's not that it's bad or anything like that, but I think someone like Silvera, who's so big um, and so strong, can can hurt a guy like that. And like there's Kazangana is five eleven, Silvera six one. So there's not that much between them. But I think, you know, if they're to stand side by side, I think it'll, it'll look bigger than that. He, you know, Silvera is is a big guy and he he holds it well. And I think that strength, that technique, his ability to kind of pull guys down and his jujitsu will be a big difference in this fight. Like I think Silvera's striking is good as well. But I t- I do think he will need to get the fight to the ground. I. Just wonder if Kasangan. So, so here's the key, right? That's that's point number one. I think his striking isn't maybe as good as uh, as we maybe think it is. Now, having said that, big knockout in the last fight and all that, and can be dangerous. The second point is, I'm not sure his grappling is as good as Silvera's to stop him from getting him down. So, those two points kind of meld together because. Some people can get away with not having the best grappling game in the world because if your striking is so good, your footwork, your movement, the grappling will never become part of it. And I don't know if that is the truth for Kasangana. I don't know if he can make him pay enough to guarantee the fight stays on the feet. Now, maybe I'm wrong. He was able to do it against Martin Hamlet. Maybe it's it's horses for courses. Maybe it's the opponent. And Silvera, you know, isn't a million miles away from Hamlet in terms of, you know, what he is going to do. But Honestly, when I heard of this matchup, uh, or when I looked at this matchup and I looked at, okay, what's the betting going to be? I was expecting Silvera to be maybe minus 250, minus 200. And again, I, I say it every week, but I see the price and you look at him, say up, up as far as one, plus 154, as I said. And that's a very hard price for me to turn down for a fighter I think is, is very good and has a very, very high top end. So I think he'll be able to get the fight to the ground I think he'd be able to control on the ground. Could he get a finish? Maybe he can. And uh, that's why I'm picking him. And that's why I think he'll win the fight. Joshua Silvera, the price I'm giving you is plus one, four, five there in that one. Right. The next bet um, is straight up Dennis Golsov. Um, I, I've been a, a big admirer of Dennis Golsov's game for uh, for a good long while now. He is um, minus two, two, five, which again... I thought it was a bit of a, 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 a kind is is maybe the wrong word to use here, but I I do think that's a pretty good price for someone as good as as Golsov and nothing against NFA. I actually think he's a a very good fighter too. But Golsov, he's just one of those guys that you know maybe people don't acknowledge or know how how good he actually is. You know he. 
uh, he can do it all. He can fight in in all realms. He can fight at at all, I suppose at all paces, in all different places, and. It's not often you you kind of see that in a in a heavyweight fighter, you know. Um, his his opponent is he the same? Like I, I remember looking at one of my old notes for one of his fights. I goes, he's an athletic freak and he can do it all. But that's all well and good until you get taken to the ground and ground and pounded the way Golsov does it. Like you look at it. I, I spoke on the previous show about his finishing rate. You know, thirty two wins, uh, twenty six inside the distance. Now. 11 submissions, 15 knockouts. A lot of those knockouts, though, they're, they're going to be TKO punches. They're going to be ground and pound. Like, I'm just looking through his record here, and I'm, I'll, count it, I'll count the amount of TKO punches he says. So, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, submission to punch. Oh, no, that's a sorry. That's a loss. Well, uh, six, seven, uh, eight, nine, ten. At least ten of those uh, 80. What is it? 15. Or TKO puncher, so you you know you kind of guess what's happening there. Now, not maybe all of them uh, are are ground and pound, but you get what I mean. He does a lot of that as well. The problem, look, Hinnefehe's nickname is the Problema, and um, six foot eight, hits like an absolute truck, moves like a Ferrari. <laughs> you know, gets off the line like a Tesla. He's just he has it all. He ha- he has it all. He's really really good, but. You know what he is. Sometimes it's an advantage to know how good a guy is. In fact, it's always an advantage. It, the problem is when you don't know how good a guy is, that's when you get caught. But for, for him, for him, look, it, he can't... Some people, right, some people can hide how good they are. And, and, and like Volkanovsky is a good idea, a good example. Right, a lot of people for a lot of, a lot of the time didn't really acknowledge or know how good Volkanovsky was because it's, it's maybe harder to decipher. You you can't hide Hinefehe's ability, <laughs> like what he does, the, the the size of him, the power of him, the speed of him, and all of that. It's 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 impossible to hide. So the advantage there for Golsov is he knows what to do. Weather that early storm, don't get hit by a big teep, don't find yourself on the end of his jab. Pick your time and right, get inside, take him down, and win the fight that way. Um. And that's almost as simple as I need to give you the, the reasoning for this, but I think he will do exactly that. Look, we, we look at uh, Fahey's prices and stuff at the moment, uh, in a minute, but I I just think it's such a hard fight for him, Fahey. Now, if there's one guy in heavyweight MMA, apart from maybe, you know, he's, a, let's say, top two or three, him Fahey be one of them to get... Puncher's chance early knockout. I, I, I rate him that highly. I think he's that good. So this is not by any means a given, but I highly, highly, highly favor Dennis Golsov, and he's bet number two of this week. Um Bet number three of this week is 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 an interesting one because I I have moved my thinking on this one. On the preview show, I I didn't necessarily pick Sadabusi, but I said I was leaning that way. But having thought about it more, having listened to a few people speak about it, I, I'm going for Magomed, Magomed Karimov. I also think that the price, Magomed, Magomed Karimov's price is, is a bit different in a few places now. Um, it was It's minus 143 at the moment, um, which is, 
is 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 a very good price <laughs> if we're being honest it's a fantastic price for a guy that good now having said that why was I leaning towards Sadabusi? I was leaning towards Sadabusi because I think Sadabusi is a very, very good fighter. And I think his adjustments give him a real chance in a fight with Magomed, Magomed Karimov, right? But the reason I've gone for Magomed, Magomed Karimov is I just have to believe in his ability. Now, <laughs> this is tough to do, right? Because last week I came on here and I said the exact same thing about Yaroslav Amazov. You know, and I was wrong. I was wrong. He got destroyed by Jason Jackson. Another, honestly, another guy whose abilities I massively believe in. I've championed that man for years and years and years. I just thought Amasov was next, next, next level. And look, he didn't have the best night of his career. He could come back. I actually think he'd beat some of the best welterweights in the world. Still, it wasn't his night. Jason Jackson proved he is one of the best welterweights in the world. But having said that, I stand by what I said, right? And I thought I was right at the time. Turns out I I necessar- I wasn't necessarily right, okay? Uh, but that won't deter me from doing it again. <laughs> you know, because if, if if you're the second guess yourself every time, you'd pick the underdog every time. Or you'd pick, you know, you'd, you'd pick the... You wouldn't pick the guy who you think is unbelievably good technically every time, right? But you should do that. You should do that. Now, sometimes you pick the puncher chance and all of that, and I, I do that the odd time myself. This is a different sort of fight, though. This isn't a puncher's chance fight. This isn't a submitter's chance, as I like to say. This is two very good technical fighters who fight in a different way. So Sadabusi, if anyone saw his fight with Rory McDonald last year, he fights on the outside and moves, and he's big and long and really good. I think they, they call him the, the Swedish Denzel, don't they? Isn't that the nickname? It's not here in Sherlock, but I believe that's what they used to call it before. Um, but now he's added in knockout power to that as well uh, he's won by spinning wheel kick in his uh, one of his fights this year another one was uh, was a finish with a, a knee and, and a bit of ground and pound after it split decision last time out against Carlos um, Leal Miranda but that was a very close fight against a top 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 fighter so that's the way he fights on the outside loose uh, trying to be very defensive but attacking more this year Magomed Magomed Karimov is less of that he's more down the middle Go at you, cut off the cage, punch you in the face, take you down. Right? Uh, I said in the previous show, you, you you get fooled by the name. His name is Magomed, Magomed Karimov. You're probably thinking, this guy's going to be a wrestler, you know? Um, and he is a wrestler, but he's a very good striker as well. He, I believe he trains an American top team. He can strike, he can do it all. Like, he's only lost one fight in... How long is it? Since 2015. You know, what is it, 11, 12 fights or whatever. And it was Ray Cooper and it was a punch down the middle in the third round in a fight he was winning. Um, this guy is unbelievably good. I I think you'd very rarely get a price like that. Minus 143 on Magomed, Magomed Karimov. I think people are rating Sadabusi as highly as he should be rated. Um, but at the, the same time... That is, I'll say it again, that's a price you would very rarely get on someone that good. All, you know, minus one for, for three, not quite even money, but it's it's not a million miles away from even money. And I was thinking to myself, that's not a price you give up. Like that is, not, you're looking at that and if you're a big better out there or whatever, now bet responsibly, please. But uh, that's one you're looking at afterwards and you're kind of thinking to yourself, how did I leave that one behind me? Um, so yeah, that's bet number three. Of the week, Megamed, Megamed Karamov, minus one, four, three. 
I was surprised to see Beth 4 and I was very surprised to see this line again it's a line that shows respect to the PFL it shows respect to the good PFL fighters it's Derek Brunson at plus 150 uh, against Ray Cooper now again as I said Ray Cooper very good fighter deserves a lot of respect you know you look at Derek Brunson I suppose and it hasn't been the best run from over the last while he lost to Jared Cannonier and lost to Dirkis Duplessis um, in his last two got finished in both of them before that he was on a great run you know won five fights in a row beating the likes of, of Kevin Holland and, and Darren Till uh, I suppose he wasn't you know the most active only basically fighting once a year for the last good few years although he fought twice in, in 2021 but um Ray Cooper's kind of found himself in the same position. He's 30 years of age now, but he's had a, a lot of fights, you know, what, 30, 34-odd fights, and he hasn't fought uh, in a year. Going up away class now as well after missing weight last year, that's a big thing for him. Like, Brunson's, Brunson's a big enough um, 185-er. <laughs> you know, Ray Cooper, I, I don't think he was the biggest 170 er in the world, but uh, I think he just, he won the million, and he was like, oh, well, come on. I think there are a lot of questions over Ray Cooper at this stage of, of his career. You know, there were talks of, you know, maybe would he moved on, gone to the UFC or whatever, but he decided to stay on, didn't go into the um, uh, in, into the uh, tournament this year and or the regular season even and decided to, you know, to have big fights. And this is certainly a big fight. Um, I I think this one is going to be a wild enough fight. And I, I was thinking, like, why? Why is I looked at the price and go, oh, I'm I'm picking Derek Brunson. It was one of those I have to pick him at that price. And I was thinking to myself, why, right? So I think two reasons. I think Derek Brunson hits very hard, and I think it's going to be a fight where both of them try to hit each other very, very hard. And it's almost the case, and not quite the case of give me the better price in that fight, and I'll take, I'll take that. It's not quite that. I just. I just have a feeling the size might be an issue. I just have a feeling the timeout might be a little bit of an issue. And now, you know, people might say, you look at, um, you know, you look at Brunson, as I said, he hasn't been the most active. But he did fight in, I suppose, in, in March um, against Rickus Duplessis, one of the, you know, the, the top guys in the world. Um, I just have a feeling for Brunson. I have a feeling that, he, you know, he's fought that kind type of... Of fighting, not the type of fighter, maybe that's the wrong thing to say, but if you look at your Darren Hills, your Kevin Hans, your Shabazzian, your kind of, your good boxers, guys who are kind of powerful, um, and he kind of, he's beaten him. Now you might, might say Drickus is, is the same, but not necessarily. I, I, I feel like he's going to land a big shot. I feel like he might get a takedown. And I just, I just have a feeling. That's it. I just have a feeling towards him. I like the price. And I'm going for Derek Brunson to win his debut at plus one. 50. All right, here is the flyer of the week. It's a parlay, uh, and these prices have moved over madly in the last uh, few hours since I've even seen them, so please feel free to add it up yourself. What I have it as at the moment is plus 3470, so... 35 to 1, let's call it that. Basically, 35 to 1, and I'm going for a championship parlay, all the championship fights. Okay, here they are. Clay Collard, I'm going for Clay Collard, I'm going for Joshua Silveira, as I previously uh, said, I'm going for Denis Golsov, as I previously said, also going for Pacheco, Magomed Karimov, 
And I'm going for Gabriel Braga. That was the hardest one for me. I'll talk about that in a second. But So Collard, plus 215, plus 145 for Silvera. Golsov, minus 225. Pacheco, minus 675, minus 143 for Megan McKernamov. And minus 138 for Braga. As I said, that those prices are uh, are very much subject to uh, to change. But not your... Uh, and maybe I won't, won't even put this on, on the flyer record because it's not your traditional flyer, but it's... I think because it's a championship weekend. Why not? Like it's it's cool. I think a lot of people, you know, they have the like their coupons in the Premier League and all of that. Why not? Why not have a championship flyer? Put two, three quid in it or something like that. Thirty-five to one. You know, you could you could be uh, you could have one hundred and twenty quid at the end of the day or whatever is uh, is your liking. Right. So we talked about Silvera Golsov and Magomed Karimov. Let's uh, talk about the other three briefly here. Uh, I suppose in in order of uh, of ease. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, Larissa Pacheco, she's fighting uh, Mar- uh, Marina Makathina. Look, uh, there isn't too much to say about that one. If you want to hear more about it, please check out the, the previous show. Makathina, very much a, a judoka type of fighter. Larissa Pacheco has basically spent the last four years preparing for someone. Uh, who is much better than her, and I don't think there'll be much of a problem there. I think she'll go out. Now, Magdalena's had a great run this year, no doubt about it. She deserves her place there, uh, but I think Pacheco is, is going to probably run through her and win that one pretty comfortably. That's my call on that one. Will it be right? Hopefully. We'll, we'll see at the weekend. Um, then we have Clay Collard. Now, Clay Collard is, is the one that makes this a flyer here, a plus 215. Um, I did the preview show, and... I was I, I was leaning both ways and I kind of kind of said oh but mercy and I, I was doing another podcast and this is the this is a fight right that I if I'm giving my picks straight up I'll I'll pick Oba Mercia because I think ah that you know he's the favorite he's the likely winner here but when I broke this down when I when he's even talking through it on the preview show when I was looking at their fights. I kept thinking to myself, I think Collard's going to win. I think Collard's going to win. I think Collard's going to win. And it's not like I, I favor Collard or anything. I, I, I Honestly, I like both of these guys. I like their styles. I think they're about, you know, funny and things like that. I like their personality. So this is, I've no favors. I've no, I've no dog in the race, let's say. But everything that I, I put into the computer there, the winner was coming out Collard all the time. And I'm like, why, would I, why am I picking OSP so, Right. I believe Collard's going to win the fight. I'm I'm picking Collard. This this might ruin the parallel. <laughs> and if you think OSP is going to win, uh, OSP OAM. I, did I call him OSP like four times? I think I probably did. Uh, Obama Mercia. If you think he's going to win, feel free to switch this out. You know, you'll probably get you. What will you get then? Seventeen to one or something like that. Something a bit less, maybe even. Um, but I I just like uh, Collard. I think I think he's going to be able to stop the takedown. I think he, even if he did get taken out, I think he could get on top. Maybe I really like his boxing. I think he's powerful. He stays in fights even if he loses rounds. I I, I like Clay Collard. Give me Clay Collard in that fight. Um, who and who's going to win? Gabriel Bragas. He did. This is the one. I I I I went with all the championship fights, but if I could have left one out. I would have left that one out. Um, I really like Pinedo. Uh, they fought earlier in the year. It was a very close fight. Obviously, Pinedo's come back and won twice since that. He's only 27 years of age. You know, knocked out Brendan Lachnan, knocked out Bubba Jenkins as well. What a run uh, that was. Um, but I think it might be a similar fight to the first fight. I think maybe the hands of Braga. Maybe Braga has, 
you know, that, that the undefeated 12 and 0 record, it, it means an awful lot. And, you know, Pinedo, he's submissions and he's knockouts and he's everything like that. But I think Braga might be just slightly, slightly more well rounded in kind of a, a calm way, if that makes sense. Like, Sometimes in, in a big championship fight that might go the distance, the guy that just has that extra bit of calm might pull through. So that's kind of the reason I have gone for him. But I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think anyone will be shocked for me to say I'm not the most confident uh, in, in this parlay, but there's the parlay anyway. Um, right, let's look through some of the other prices. So those are my five bets for the week. Let's look through some of the other prices. Uh, Jesse Stern and Josh uh, Blyden. Uh, Stern is the favourite, minus 250 uh, in that one. Then we've Bobby Jenkins, Chris Wade. I gave Chris Wade as my pick on the preview show, and I'm going to stick with that, plus 110 there. I think that's a pretty good price, minus 150 for Bobby Jenkins. But as I said, I was, I was going to have that as one of my bets for the week. Um... But you you just never know with those two lads, especially Bubba. Like, if Bubba comes out and fights these utmost, he can beat anyone. But I think kind of the pace that Chris Wade puts on it, because he knows that if, against most people, if they get into a wrestling battle, he's going to win it. Now, Bubba might be might be slightly different, but, <coughs> you know, the fought twice before, one and one, I'm going to pick Wade based on the price as well. Um, then Collard over Mercia, plus 188 for Collard. Actually, in its, uh, I, I got him at plus 215. He's actually still there, plus 215 in one place, plus 200 as well in other places. Over Mercia is anywhere from minus 275 to plus uh, 250. A bit wide for me. A bit wide. Uh, Goal 7 for here, minus 225, plus 163. Obviously, we talked a lot about that. Mokathena is a big favourite. She's out to minus 700 in some places now. Uh, it's Pacheco. Mokathena plus 500 in some places, plus 350 uh, in others. Um, Megan McCarimov and C, plus 110 for C, 143 in the minus direction for Megan McCarimov. Kasangan, minus 175, plus 130, plus 154, plus 145 for Silvera. You can get him in between all of them. Uh, then we've Kayla Harrison. She's a big favourite of Raspin Lad. Honestly, I, I, I think this is a bit of a. Of too big of a favourite here. I wouldn't be betting her or putting her in an accumulator at this price. She's minus 800 in some places. Now, I do think she will win. I think she'll win pretty handily. But I saw Don Davis was on. He called this uh, a tune-up fight for her. If I'm the Aspen lad and I'm listening to that, I'm thinking I'm a tune-up fight for nobody. I'm going to go in here and give her hell. You know, she lost last time out and all. Look, I really like Kayla Harrison. I really rate her. I do think she will bounce back here, but... Aspen Lad is, is no joke. Aspen Lad can fight, you know? Uh, short notice and all that, that might be an issue as well. I'm not picking Aspen Lad here, don't get me wrong. But um, I will definitely screen record this if she does win <laughs> and act like I did pick her. Um, there you Brunson Cooper. Brunson anywhere from minus 185 to minus, or sorry, plus 185 to plus 150. That plus 185, that's, geez, that's, that's a big one. Minus 200-ish for Ray Cooper over here in Braga. Pinedo, um... There's a couple of places here have this basically even minus one three eight plus one oh five the Braga getting the minus one three eight there and then Wu and Karakapa uh is uh in the favoritism for Phil as Wu is plus one seventy minus two two five. Alright, let's recap the bets then. Joshua Silvera is bet number one, plus one four five. Dennis Goldsov minus two two five is bet number two. Magomed Magomed Karimov minus one four three to win the welterweight tournament and in Derek Brunson at plus 150 to win his showcase fight against Ray Cooper the third and then we have a parlay Collard, Silvera, Golsov, Pacheco Magomed Karimov and Braga in the championship parlay 
for this weekend. All right, everyone, that's where I leave it. Thank you very much for tuning in throughout the whole PFL season. We will be back next year, hopefully, if I keep my job. <laughs> to, to preview next year, tell everyone comment comment below. We want we want to see you back next year, Sean. Um, but uh, yeah, appreciate everyone tuning in all year, and uh, we'll be back next week with more bets, more videos, and all of that here on Sherdog.com. I will leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com, and I'll see you all next time.